and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the TenkarsTavern.com blog. So today, we're going to be looking at the Ennies. Now, the Ennies already transpired. We've already got the winners. This is about the Enny Awards future changing. This uh, post is from August 10th, so yeah, I'm a couple of days behind. I understand that, because today is the 15th, but we've had other events going on. This uh, wasn't even brought to my attention until Sunday, and well, we already had uh, other entertainment going on, other meltdowns, but in any case, I will link the... uh, original article that the Annie has put up on the blog side, and I'll try to include a link maybe even the description of this podcast. But I'm going to read a little bit of it, and then we can get to the comments, and I'm going to explain to you what I think is going on. Now, uh, the Annie's, Annie's Awards, Time for Change, hosted by Stacy Muth, August 10th, 2018. When the NAs were started as a little fan award 18 years ago, we had no idea we'd still be here two decades later. I understand that. You know what? You're you're right. Uh, It's even like the blog. uh, The Texas Heaven blog. I can't believe it's been around for over nine years. Didn't didn't expect that when I started it, and I'm, I'm thrilled. We're very proud of our award ceremony. However, we are aware that it has not changed in all that time while the world around us has. Hmm. That is why, after 18 years, we feel it is time to revisit the awards program, the way, the way it works, the tools and methods we use to run them, and bring the entire program up to date. All right, well, fair enough. Our goals over the coming months are to ensure the awards are fair, okay, inclusive. You see, to, be, to say that you have to be inclusive means that you were excluding people, intentionally or otherwise. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. And welcoming to all while ensuring that staff, judges, and nominees alike feel safe and reassured that the awards are in good hands. We also want to ensure that the community, of which we are so proud to be members, is fairly represented, and that each judges each year's judges are fair and impartial, and that we get a great range of different judges year over year. Now, that's important. Because I am one of the voices that was very loud and stressing that for the longest time, the Ennies judges were the same judges year after fucking year. Three years straight, four years straight. They might switch out one, but four out of five would be fucking repeats. It was like a built-in nepotism to the judges. Which does lead to, I think, uh, a built-in bias. Now, I think that uh, last year or this year or the first year where uh, now judges have term limits. They can't be judges more than two years in a row. Uh, They have to at least skip one year, though they can come back for that fourth year for two, you know, to do two consecutive years. And 
one judge was passing, basically passing the baton to his wife. So that really didn't change much. There's, oh, I could do a whole podcast on the issues with the any. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not just the judges. Okay? It's not just the judges. To that end, we will be reviewing the award structure. Nothing is decided yet. We need to consider all options. However, you can expect to see more secure voting systems. Now I'm going to address this part. The Ennies tell you, when they announce the Ennies, uh, what not to do. Basically, they tell you exactly how to stuff the ballots. If you uh, remember, uh, not even growing up, you don't have to go back that far. But when the Major League Baseball voting was by Scantrons, literally a Scantron, and kids would grab 50 of these and they'd fill in the little dots and shove them all into the slot and you just voted 50 times for your favorites. You were stuffing the fucking ballot box. Well, when you tell people, don't use multiple IPs to vote, you're telling people, you can use multiple IPs to vote. We have no way of stopping you. So I could vote from my home. I could vote from my hotspot. I could vote from my phone, not using my home wireless. I could vote from my pub's wireless. I could vote from McDonald's wireless. If I really wanted to, I could probably easily squeeze in 10 votes without much trouble from one person. You could stuff the ballot box. Additionally, as most of us know, and if you don't know this yet, I don't even you don't follow the Ennies. The Ennies, once you get past that those those five judges, once your five finalists per category are voted on, they're voted on a gaming public. And the more you can mobilize your fan base, the more you can control the vote. So if you are somebody like Zach Smith, and we'll get to that again, a lot of stuff we gotta get to. I don't know if we can fit it all into this episode. If you're somebody like, like Zach Smith who has a very strong, loyal, vocal fan base that when he says jump, they ask how high. When you tell them, hey, I've got these, uh, I'm nominated in these four categories. Vote for me. Yes, sir, we're voting for you. How many times shall I vote? As many times as you can. All right, let me get my 5, 6, 10, 12 votes in. You are going to skew the results. Okay. Uh, back to it. We are listening very, very carefully to the community, to you, to all throughout these months, and we welcome your input in the process. If you have any initial thoughts, please email the business manager, Stacy, at any awards.com. We will also be posting a survey within the next month to get your thoughts on a variety of topics. Okay. Now, let's move on to the comments here. First comment. I hope this means you'll be enacting safeguards to keep various white supremacists and the like from rigging the vote in their favor. Zach was accused of being a white supremacist, and although personally, I think he's he's a fucking asshole. All right, and uh, Zach shares probably similar opinions as me. He is not a white supremacist. He is an annoying fucking asshole. 
who likes to poke people. He likes to get responses from people. But he's also very skilled. He's a skilled creator. He's a skilled writer. He is a skilled artist. And while I don't like everything that he produces, Zach is certainly going to put out stuff that deserves a look. He he puts out stuff that most often deserves to at least be a finalist for an award like the Emmy. Now, when it comes to voting for Zach stuff, stuff, Zach stuff, you're going to have people who would never vote for Zach. They wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. It doesn't matter how good the product is. Um, then again, you have people who will always vote for Zach. Doesn't matter if he put out, I don't know, something spent 50, literally 15 minutes on, slap, you know, slap the title of the cover on him. I'm done. Quality doesn't matter to them. But the reality is, four to five times, Zach puts out amazing stuff. Yes, it hurts me to say that because I think he's an ass. But it's the truth, and I'd rather speak the truth than lie. He is not a white supremacist. He is a fucking asshole. Now, while all white supremacists are fucking assholes, Zach is not a white supremacist. He is just a fucking asshole. Zach, of course, as he is known to do, comes back with, uh, excellent, hope this means to be enacting safeguards to keep known harassers like something awful and 4chan trolls from disrupting the awards or harassing nominees. And the whole comment section becomes a pissy match between not just Zach and the anti-Sackers, but it starts to become... Uh, oh, wow. Maybe they might have cleared out some comments, it looks like. <clears throat> or maybe not. No, there's not. Uh, it becomes a, a pissy match between Zach and then anti-OSR people. Now, because OSR had a very strong showing. Now, part of that... Well, a large part of that strong showing was Zach. Uh, I'm going to quote from Mike Evans. He posted this up on August 12th. First, Zach is not a white supremacist, harasser, or a piece of shit. All right. Two out of three ain't bad. He could be a piece of shit, but... He's a piece of shit because he's an asshole. He's not a piece of shit because he's a white supremacist. As for being a harasser, Zach can be certainly a harasser, not a sexual harasser. Just, again, an annoying ass. He's an annoying fuck. If you disagree with his opinions, he will beat you down. You better be used to being, quote, harassed if you're going to get in a dispute with Zach. This hardish uh, rhetoric needs to go away. Zach gives a shit about the hobby. He does. The people in it. Yeah. I don't know. He certainly, he certainly uh, gives a shit about the people in his circle. But again, doesn't mean he doesn't make great shit. He cares how people are treated. Uh, let Zach say that. People who jump on this bandwagon have a distorted, incomplete, or mob mentality view of the facts and events that have transpired over eight years. I'm not even sure what the hell that means. Uh, second, as someone who's one in any and received a few snarky, toxic love notes, comments here and there, people need to go fucking breathe. 
The OSR has not hijacked the Ennies. Reese Carter is not a robot paid operative that we have inserted into the system, although he is damn tall and an awesome person. James Raggy is something that is trying to hobby, especially as all evidence is to the contrary. You might not dig the OSR, but please stop shitting on people for liking a system style that others do. Please stop pouting, crying, wolf, or stomping your feet because Lamentations of Fame Princess OSR do-it-yourself stuff keeps getting nominated. Now, uh, does the process of the Yenis need to change? Absolutely. Organizations should strive to learn and improve themselves. Now, they get a lot of pushback on that. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to. I'll link this. Uh, but there is a talk. There is the, there are the comments that the OSR is toxic. Listen. The OSR is as toxic as any other subgroup within gaming. And that's a fact. The problem is that this year's Ennies, uh, James Raggy and Zach Smith pretty much showed people that, yes, the system is rigged. They punched above their weight. And how did they do that? Because they mobilized their fan base or their fan bases. Wizards of the Coast didn't enter anything this year. The only entry from Wizards of the Coast, I believe, was from their organized play Adventures League. Paizo didn't seem to hit many categories. Remember, Paizo was probably transitioning to Pathfinder 2 behind the scenes way before the announcement that they were actually doing so, which would lead one to believe that they didn't submit a large number of products. Because remember, um, you know, when it comes to uh, the Ennies, you to be in it, you have to be put yourself in it. What I mean by that is that you have to submit uh, five copies of your product, whatever it is you're entering. If I was entering, say, Swords of Witchery Continual Light, thank God it's a small white book, but I'd have to send five individual copies out to each of the five judges. There's no central clearinghouse that takes everything, boxes it up, and sends it out. So if one of the judges lives in uh, Albania, I've got to spend, uh, oh, I guess if I was uh, uh, the guy who submitted Fihander, I'd have to send, you know, a copy to Europe. It would probably cost me 115 bucks or more to ship that one fucking book. Uh, you've got to be pretty damn sure that you got a shot. Now, I'm not even part of the. I think the the issue, one of the issues that has to be changed too. I think is that the judges, their payment is in product. So, at the end of the uh, nominating cycle, they get to take these products and sell them. They are not required to donate them to. Uh, a school or library, uh, a youth facility. No, they get to sell them either on eBay or directly to retailers. Uh, I think that's a huge flaw in the system because it's monetizing uh, an aspect of this whole process because they literally get hundreds and hundreds, if not over a thousand RPG releases 
mail to him. I'd hate to be the fucking mailman. But, uh, so in any case, the endings are changing. There will be a survey. Now, they're not saying that they're going to follow the results of the survey, but uh, if you give a, a shit, you, you could look at it when it comes out. I'll certainly mention it. My thoughts, the Ennies have been a flawed system for years. There was no desire to change it when Wizards of the Coast and Paizo, especially Paizo, were the ones that were... Uh, Dominating the awards. Now that smaller third-party publishers are are getting it. And now remember too, it's Whitehander, huge huge winner. This is an uh, basically a clone of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, first edition. So if you want to look at it, it it technically could be considered another release that falls under the banner of the OSR. Because it's definitely an old-school role-playing game. So, yes, uh, I can see why some of the powers that be and some of the fan base of the Ennies are upset. Uh, personally, I don't think an any means that much on a personal level. Because, again, it's a popularity contest award. But... When it comes to driving sales, putting your little gold or silver any and saying 2018 gold any award winner on the cover of your product, on your sales page, that drives sales. Let's be honest with you. It, 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 as, listen, as, as much as we like the Three Castles Award for uh, North Texas, I don't really know if that drives sales for anybody. It's a small uh, industry award that is very focused on the OSR and not much is known beyond that. But the Ennies are known. They're known far and wide. And like I said, even if it is a popularity contest, it is one that drives sales. So change will be good. Let's see what kind of change they give us. All right, folks. Uh... Be good. God bless. Stay safe. Well, I'm losing my voice at the end here. Roll your dice well. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, later.